you are now tuned in to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is LaToya and I want to thank you for listening and subscribing. Today I'm going to talk to you about revival within and I want this message to zoom into our hearts so that we allow the Lord to begin a revival work on the inside of us. And so many of us, we are familiar with praying for revival. And that simply means we want to see the glory of God in this earth. There's a scripture in Joel chapter two, where God talks about he's going to pour out his spirit. And so as he pours out his spirit in the last days, in the end times, we also want to make sure that the revival that is taking place is also in our hearts and so that we have this inner revival where we allow God to transform us we allow God to change us we allow God to do whatever it is that he wants to do in us and so Joel chapter 2 verse 28 it says and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Verse 32, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. So it's such a rich, beautiful passage. When we talk about revival, we talk about souls being saved, deliverance taking place, the power of God, prophecy, sons and daughters, old men dreaming dreams. And so from young to old, every age group, God has promised that he will pour out his spirit among all flesh. And many of us, we have yet to see what that looks like in our lifetime. But there has been so many revivals that have taken place. I don't have time to mention them all. But if you study revival, we see moves of God um, where God has moved by his spirit in so many different ways and so many different occasions and time frames. One of which is the Azusa Street Revival, which I love if you study that back in the early 1900s, where God would just begin to move by his spirit. People would gather in California and they would see the power of God in such a rich and mighty way. So you would have to study that. But today I want to talk to you about revival within because revival has to take place personally and intimately in our alone time with God, where we allow God to work in us. We allow God to change us and transform us. And it's not just about what we can do as far as outward ministry or certain things, but revival has to also be personal where we're seeing the glory of God in our personal lives first. So I want to talk to you about the woman at the well in John chapter four, because this is a great illustration of how the Lord comes to revive us and then we're able to revive others. So in John chapter four, verse seven, it says a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. 
for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is, who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked of him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. So, of course, she's talking about this living water and this water at the well. But Jesus is more concerned with her soul than the physical needs that she had for water. So verse 14, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But that water, the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And so in this passage, Jesus is trying to make her aware of a water that he puts on the inside of us. And of course, this is not a physical water, but it's just talking about revival where there's a fountain, there's a well on the inside of us. And there's another scripture that says, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so our life flow and our strength and our hope and our joy and our peace and everything that sustains us comes from Jesus Christ. We know that without him, we are nothing, but with him, we can do all things. And he dwells on the inside of us. All right. So verse 15 says, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. Do you know there's a moment in revival where God, he gets personal with us and God gets so personal with us that he will deal with issues that nobody else may know about, or he may deal with things that we may not want to face. And so God has a way of zooming in and saying, Hey, you know, this area of your life that you've been avoiding, that you don't want to talk about, that you don't want to have mentioned. I want to deal with that area. And part of that is revival. It's allowing God to transform you, allowing God to come into those areas that you may not be proud of, or those areas where you say, God, I'm really struggling and I need some help. God wants to meet you where you are and transform you. Verse 17, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. So listen, when God does something in your life, it's so important that you are walking in truth. And I love how honest the woman at the well was. She said, I have no husband. She wasn't trying to hide the fact that she was not married. She wasn't trying to hide those things. The moment that Jesus told her, go call your husband, she was open and she was honest. And there's a place in God where you can be completely transparent. You can be yourself. You can honestly tell God what you're struggling with, what you're dealing with, what you're going through and allow God to meet you in that space. Verse 18, for you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly. So again, he affirms the fact that she was walking in truth. 
Also, we see the gift of the spirit here, the word of knowledge. And you can find the gifts of the spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it talks about the gift of prophecy and, you know, gift of tongues and all these different things. And so in this moment, Jesus is telling her something that he should not have known. So she's trying to figure out how does he know all these things about me? And that is categorized technically as a word of knowledge, which is one of the gifts of the spirit. All right. Verse 19, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming where you will neither worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We know that we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so Jesus begins to break this down to her about worshiping and worship that will come from the heart and worship that will be in spirit and truth, not just in tradition and not just in religion, but a genuine personal worship and relationship with the Lord. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us of all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. So Jesus confesses to her that he indeed is the Messiah. And then verse 26, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no one said, why do you seek or why are you talking with her? Verse 28, the woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? So this is so good because the Lord meets this woman at the well. He shows up to where she is and he encounters her and she encounters Christ and God begins to do a personal work in her heart. And he explains to her that he's the Messiah. He also talks about this area of her husbands and they have a conversation about her life. And in this conversation, she is so transformed that she begins to leave her water pot. She turns into what we would call an evangelist. She goes to tell everybody, come and see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And so she went from thinking that he was just a man. Then she says, maybe you're a prophet. And then he goes right in to tell her that he is the Messiah. And so this is so important because when you encounter Christ, you become a witness. We are witnesses of Jesus. We are his witnesses in the sense that we have experienced him for ourselves. And so when we're talking about revival and the fire of God and the power of God, God wants us to experience him first. So like the woman at the well, we can 
go and tell others. So I want to challenge you if you're in a process where God is making you and God is molding you and God is literally reviving you and breathing life to your heart, that you don't skip that process, that you're honest with the Lord, that you lay everything out before him and you say, God, do a work in me. That's my prayer. I'm saying, God, whatever parts of my heart, whatever it is that you want to do, have your way in me. And David put this so beautifully in Psalms chapter 139, verse 23. He said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so when you pray that personal prayer and you ask the Lord to search you, he will do just that. And he will show you certain things. And it's okay in that moment to be transparent and to trust God, to trust that indeed he is the potter and we are the clay. And that as we yield to him, he wants to make sure that we are vessels that will carry his glory in the earth and that we will go and tell other people about what the Lord has done in our lives. And so I just want to say a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for revival. I thank you that you are stirring some things up in this hour and in this season. I pray, God, that we would yield to you, even in the most uncomfortable spaces. God, that we would give everything to you and surrender our whole lives, oh God. I thank you for everything that you will cut out in this season. God, things that we may need to purge and get rid of. Lord, do it. Have your way in us. And Father, I thank you for the move of your spirit and how you're pouring forth your spirit. And so God, I pray for each and every person that is listening to this podcast. I pray that the fire of God, the anointing of God, the power and the presence of God will rest upon their lives. I pray father that you would search our hearts. You would do a deep work, God, that we will be carriers of your glory, that we will see you high and lifted up and that your glory would fill this earth. We thank you for revival. We thank you that you are not sleep. We thank you, God, that you are alive and that you are moving and that you are doing something in the earth, God. And we want to align ourselves with you and sit at the feet of Jesus and hear your heart and know what you are saying. So God, do a deep work. Revive us from the inside out. Revive us in a way that only you can transform us and make us more like you. God, we love you. We honor you. We bless you. We glorify you. You are worthy of all praise. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. So stay in the process of allowing God to mold you and to shape you and trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Glory to God. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at prayer is breathing. You can also visit us on Facebook at prayer is breathing. And if you need any Christian apparel, I would love for you to check out awakechristianclothing.com. You can also go to awakechristianclothing.com on Instagram as well. God bless you. God keep you. Stay tuned and have a victorious week. Thanks again for subscribing.